walking down this rocky road Wondering where my life is leading Rolling on to the bitter end Finding
Hey guys, welcome back to Napalm and Friends. And this week, I have the pleasure to sit with an incredibly talented friend. He sings, he writes, he plays guitar, and he picks out the coolest threads. He's D-Lynn. Thank you so much for giving me a bit of your time and sitting down with the shack. I definitely appreciate it, and I'm sure that listeners appreciate it too. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And before we get into who you are as an artist now, because I'm really excited about the music you're putting out lately, I want to start from the beginning. It's like, where did you come across rock and roll first? Uh, honestly, it. I mean, I, I have to give I have to give the credit all to uh, my pops because, uh, yeah, he grew up, you know, into rock and roll music, and and so ever since I can remember. I, I, there was always, you know, especially like, you know, stuff like Zeppelin, you know, stuff like that. It, it, it was always playing. Um, so he, he was who would introduce me to rock and roll and, and all types of music at that. But, but yeah, so as soon as, you know, I can remember like the first time here and, uh, like hearing like Zeppelin or Sabbath or, or anything like that, I was hooked instantly. Um, I can just remember like, thinking about how cool those dudes must must be how everybody loved them you know like they were they were these like music gods so so yeah that would be that would be uh all credit to my pops was it just like records lying around or cassettes or like how how did he like introduce it to you you know it was funny uh so it was actually cds (laughs) but i i remember uh he had this. He had this. Uh, this car many years ago, and I can remember. You know, his car was always like uh, there was just like pop cans and just stacks of CDs <laughs> thrown <laughs> everywhere. And uh, but I remember he had. Uh, he actually had a box set, um, a Led Zeppelin box set, and uh, it was like a two or three disc set. And I can remember always. Um, just looking at it, you know, just like open it up because it had like a like a book and everything inside of it. And uh, I can remember any time, I mean, any time if we just like if we were running to town or if we were going to, you know, someone's house, one of those CDs was in. So, you know, it was like uh, and, you know, for me, it was uh, it's kind of like uh, one of those emotional things that I can almost like touch or taste. Like I can remember like a like an evening, you know driving you know through the country windows down and like you know zeppelin's playing you know and and so that's something that uh i'm connected with you know very dearly so yeah that would that would be it would it would definitely be it would be the box set that's beautiful <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that you can like remember or have that memory so vivid you know on, on just like immediately recall that's amazing right. and then uh you play guitar how did you first pick up the guitar? I mean, I know you also mentioned that your pops plays drums, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, he is a he's a drummer and uh, he's played drums for many years. Um, he, you know, I think ever since, uh, gosh, ever since I was well, I was very very little. He has always had guitars and. Uh, there's always been guitars, you know, in the house and uh, acoustic guitars, electric guitars. And um, there's a lot of guitars that I, you know, I I only vaguely remember. Um, but I can I can remember 
the first guitar that I had got myself, they had bought me, uh, I can't even, I can't remember the exact age, but it was like, uh, it was like this mini flying V electric Epiphone guitar. And, uh, I remember that guitar uh, so well because I remember just banging the crap out of it and uh, I didn't know what I was doing. I remember we painted like custom flames on it and I I thought that that guitar was the coolest thing. And uh, I had that guitar for years and years. Um, But I remember, I think, you know, like my first guitar personally, um, my dad had gotten me an acoustic guitar and, uh, you know, for many years, I just, uh, I just matched stuff, you know, if I hear songs, you know, that I like or hear, you know, I didn't know at all what I was playing or what key I was playing in or what chords, uh, just would match it. And, uh, so yeah, my, my first, um, start with guitar was acoustic and, you know, I, I still love acoustic guitar, um, and, and writing on an acoustic guitar, but, uh, I think as far as electric goes, um, the first time I was ever exposed to electric, uh, I remember this very vividly too, um, was my dad had a, it was a white Mexican uh, Fender Strat and it had a, uh, a Perloid pickguard. It was, you know, it was like, uh, it was like a cream colored uh, Fender Strat. And I remember that guitar, uh, I remember just just looking at it all the time. I was just staring at it. like I'd go in his room and just stare at it all the time. And I was like, I don't know how to play this thing. But uh, but I remember one time he like he like pretty much gave it to me, and it just hung on my wall. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't know anything to play on it. You know, like I barely knew how to play guitar and uh, well electric guitar. And I remember just staring at it. And uh, that guitar was was definitely had to have started my fascination with electric guitars definitely you mentioned that you know with your first guitar you were just like banging away on it and then like with another guitar you were just like trying to match songs that you would hear Uh like how did you really like how was a learning curve like it was just by ear self-taught did you have someone kind of teach you a couple things here and there yeah no it's funny yeah it's all uh it's all by ear um it's complete. And, you know, to this day, I don't if, if we sat down and we started playing a song like you could be like, oh, are you is that a blah, blah, blah. And I, I have no idea. I have no I've, I've, I've played by ear my whole entire life. And um, I think, yeah, I think, you know, me and my me and my dad, we uh, were so much alike. I mean, we're like the same person. We're almost like brothers. <laughs> he has tried to uh he's tried to like sit down and show me things and i all get frustrated and storm out of the room and we're like forget it you know but uh so we never ever really uh bonded in that kind of way as far as him you know teaching me um notes or anything i just spent hours and hours and hours you know listening to you know albums over and over and songs and i would match them and, and play them the best i could so you know it, it was kind of interesting anytime i would jam with someone most of the time it was them jamming with me <laughs> like i was playing a song and they knew where to jump in they knew what key so so yeah it was completely it was completely uh a by ear learning process um 
That's amazing. It's it's okay, you know, I guess to an extent, um, unless you're working with professionals that just want you to know what you're <laughs> what you're doing. So yeah, something to be said about like being able to pick it up by ear. Like I think that is just so amazing to me, and I was like. It's just, it's so impressive. Uh, I mean, I know I've asked this before and I think the answer is pretty obvious, but what would you rather lose, your eyesight or your hearing? Oh my word. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I would I would much rather be blind than lose my hearing. Uh, I don't know, you know, I've never read or heard about any crazy epic stories of anyone being deaf and being heavily into music i don't i don't know how that would you know maybe the touch the touch of music i I don't know yeah i think i'd rather be blind there's plenty of blind musicians yeah yeah no just decided to throw that in there something i've always asked where i'm like same i'd rather i'd rather be blind than like lose my hearing right i completely get it you also have been writing your own music or posting more of your own music lately you know, if you can kind of share like the process of all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, for me, it was about it was about you know like a year and a half, maybe two years ago that I actually started uh, wanting to just write my own music uh, because for the longest time I just was playing you know old Americana tunes, old Western songs, you know things that I had. Uh, heard you know from family um or you know records that i discovered but yeah it was probably about two years ago that i sat down um and actually wanted to start writing my own music and uh at the time i was really into just acoustic music you know um kind of contemporary sounding things and 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 kind of folk you know kind of sounding stuff and uh so I would just, you know, mess with little simple chords and just write simple lyrics. And uh, then about, you know, a year and a half ago, uh, started writing things a little more electrified. Um, still simple, you know, nothing nothing intricate as far as lyrically or, you know, um, on the guitar. Uh, and, you know, I think it's... Uh, it's taken until until recently, you know, until about five or six months ago that I have actually started writing and really uh, compiling a bunch of pieces that that I feel for myself are, um, you know, maybe maybe they're not like super detailed, but they're not super simple songs. You know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of atmosphere and a lot of mood. Um and a lot of you know, there, you know, something else that I've really been experiencing, uh, experimenting with is, uh, you know, tempo changes in a song. You know, not keeping it just one solid, you know, page through the whole song. Um, really trying to make it colorful. Um, and again, that's something that you know, I, I definitely didn't just jump right into. It, it's taken me a while to realize, like, hey, man, you know, all. Uh, a lot of the good music that you like, you, know, you can write things, you know, along those lines, you know. I still love simple things, you know, especially with the old timey stuff, with the, with the blues and stuff. Uh, yeah. But yeah, um, here uh, recently, it's just been a lot of more, um, there's been a lot of more uh, thought process behind the writing. Um, 
I'm very proud of, you know, where I where I am personally right now with it. No, definitely. And I, I really love the, the, I mean, so far, I believe it's like two posts on Instagram, which by the way, for the listeners, I will be adding the link to your page in the episode bio. So like follow the link, give Dylan a follow because your ears are going to thank me. Um, you do have this fantastic sound and it's like, we were talking before we started recording. It's like, you have this really great, like bluesy soul, like, but like with the twist, it's just, a. I, I, I really enjoy it. And so for the listeners, if you guys want to hear exactly what I'm talking about, again, follow. And then for future shows at that, like you do plan on doing more, you know, like solo work and just kind of going on and performing. So definitely give a follow and like see when you can uh, catch them play. I got a black magic woman.
do you remember your first show ever? Yeah. Um, it's so it, it would probably be, man, it's probably been, it's probably been six or seven years ago, maybe. Um, it was actually really cool. Uh, there was this, um, cause I'm, you know, I'm originally from Indiana and, uh, there's this little town in Indiana, um, kind of, kind of close to Ohio ish. It's a little country town, like a little canal town. Uh, the town looks like it was, it's just stuck in like the eight, like late 1800s, early 1900s. It's, hmm. and everyone there is as nice as you think. <laughs> like it's, uh, but they actually have a, uh, a folk music festival every year. And um, I had gotten in touch with some people there uh, and, um, you know, it was just me and a guitar and uh, I played there. And I remember there was maybe three people watching me. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, and I, and I think I only played for like, for like, I think I had like maybe like, 10 songs and I played them all in like 10 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I remember like I got done and there was, you know, there was bands playing on the bigger stage, whatever, you know, but, uh, I remember the band playing on the big stage came over to me and actually, uh, really enjoyed what I had done and the songs I had sang and stuff. And, uh, that was my first show, you know? And I remember I, I think I got paid like 50 bucks and, uh, but it was, you know, it was fun because, uh, again, that was my first time, you know, ever actually taking what I was doing, you know, the very little I was doing and, and playing in front of anyone. So that was a special moment to me. And, uh, it was special because of, you know, especially that, that town too, um, is a very special place to me. Um, so yeah, that would, that would definitely be, uh, my first show experience. That sounds lovely. And especially in a town like that, like, yeah, it's magical. Oh, it, it is. It's like something straight out of a Hallmark movie. <laughs> well, I mean, what has been the wildest show that you've played? Uh, I think the wildest show, um, it was kind of recent. Uh, it would have been last summer. Um, we played a show in Santa Ana and uh, out here. And uh, it was pretty cool because it was, I don't remember where it was. It was like an outdoor place. I don't remember what it was called. But uh, there was a lot of people there. And they were all like, just like punk kids. And uh, then here we are, you know, we look like, kind of cowboyish and we're playing like delta blues garage punk sound of music for all these kids and i'm but i remember i think my my favorite thing about that show was uh we covered an elmore james song and uh, i was playing like slide guitar for that and uh dude it was just like as soon as we started playing it and I mean, there was like a lot of screaming involved, but as soon as we started playing it, like some kids started crowd surfing and like took like one of the big light fixtures down with his leg and got like thrown out and everyone, and, but it, it stoked me out because I was like, oh my gosh, man, 
to a blues song, you know, we were just playing it really, really trashy. And, uh, so that was cool. You know, uh, that kind of, that kind of, um, really amped me up. So I was, I was stoked about that. Yeah, definitely. Probably, probably the wildest for me because, you know, like I said, playing around that, that kind of scene, playing our music around that kind of scene. It was really cool. No, it sounds like it was definitely well received and appreciated. And I'm going to have to find a video of the kid crowd surfing. So it's got to be somewhere on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sounds wild. We had the video for a while. Yeah. Like I think uh, we, we, we had it for a minute. I can't remember. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to look for that and send you, send you a link to that. Definitely. That sounds wild. Um, and then just a question that I, that I ask across the board is if you had to build a class curriculum, what book album and film would be on your class syllabus? So it's, it's kind of tough for me. Um, uh, and I'm just, and I'm not even saying this lightly, like I'm saying this legitimately because I don't really get to watch movies or read books often. <laughs> but so I think, I think, but, but to still answer your question, um, if I was going to put a classroom together, um, uh, well, and we are meaning this musically, right? however you want to take it to be honest it doesn't have to be like music related just like maybe a favorite of yours i mean it's kind of tough because i don't think i can pinpoint you know especially as far as books i don't know that i can really pinpoint a certain book as far as something that interests me that i have you know i have read in books um, would be kind of anything to do with um, with kind of like state of mind mm. and things that involve like um, emotion. And I know there's like different um, studies, you know, on that, you know, just how, you know, how our mind works and how we um, how we express emotion and how, you know, different yeah. things um, affect us. But I think I would tie, you know, like that and, you know, any book that would have to do with with really understanding um, how our mind plays and how it works and kind of tying that in with music, because mm -hmm. um, I don't know, that's just me personally, um, because with music, I think that uh, emotion, uh, a certain atmosphere, a certain setting, um, a certain relationship, uh a certain place. I think all those things um, can really build musically what you can do and what you feel in that music. Um, so I think, you know, yeah, as far as a book would go, I don't have any certain book by any certain person as much as it would just be probably, a, you know, books less about music and more about um, emotion and, and, and you know, mindsets and things like that. Um, yeah. As far as films go, I would probably pick something that had nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> if I was gonna, if I was gonna have a music class today, if I had to pick one film that I'm saying, okay, everybody in this in this class has to watch this film, um, I would probably pick uh, the film The Wrecking Crew. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I or haven't. Heard. What it's, are we missing out on? So the Wrecking Crew, it, 
it's uh i actually just discovered it a few years ago and uh it's basically the music behind some of the most legendary albums and tv shows that you can possibly think of from you know the the 40s up until you know probably like the 80s you know uh every tv theme song you can ever imagine um so there was a there was a studio there is a studio here in uh, Hollywood, and uh, with just probably a hundred different artists, loads of bass players, loads of you know horn section, loads of singers, guitar players, you name it, and mm-hmm. these were the geniuses behind a lot of the music that you've heard. They wrote it. And not only that, but like a lot of uh, like Glenn Campbell to the Beach Boys to you name it, famous star. When you hear the record, it's the people from the Wrecking Crew probably playing the music. Oh, shit. Yeah, they've actually interviewed a lot of uh, like I remember they interviewed um, uh, some people from like, you know, the Beach Boys and, you know, like one of them was like yeah man he's like i remember when we played live he's like i couldn't even play the lick that was on the album he said i couldn't play it because i wasn't the one playing it (laughs) so so yeah yeah so it's 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 interesting it's a lot of these crazy stars you know in like the six fifties, sixties, 60s and 70s that you've heard and that we all love and are familiar with a lot of the people the faces behind the music kind of you know went unseen for many many years and um so them putting this documentary together i believe the guy that was in charge of the documentary was um he was like the son of of one of the main dudes one of the main so he was kind of at the head of of getting some of the original survivors of the original wrecking crew together and basically just compiling all this footage and and stuff so if you get the chance, look up the Wrecking Crew. It will blow your mind. Oh, I'm gonna have to. You, you sold it. Like I need to watch it now. <laughs> that would be that would be my film of choice. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. No, no, definitely. Again, you sold it. I'm like, I need to watch it right now after this call. <laughs> well, it um, was it was on Netflix for many moons, but I don't know if it's still on Netflix uh, or not. But I'm sure you can find it anywhere. So. Yeah, look for it. So yeah. then, for your last one, uh, what's the album that would be on your class syllabus? Oh, that's oh, it's so tough. It's so tough because there's so many albums by so many artists uh, that that I love. Um, but oh gosh, I'm. No, I mean this is tough. I mean seriously, I feel like. This is life or death right now. Like <laughs> picking this, um, you know, I'm gonna pick one that's not really. It's not like mega old. It's not even mega known, um, maybe by a lot of people, like this band or anything. But there is a band uh, called the Jayhawks. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I haven't. They they've been around since like the mid '90s, early mid '90s. They've you know, they've toured the big circuit. They're very Americana. They're 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 known if you know them. But uh, mm-hmm. they have an album called uh, Rainy Day Music, and that music is very very like that whole that whole <clears throat> uh, 
um, selection music is very dear to me. Um, I grew up with it. It's something that when I listen to it, I am just, I am absolutely taken away to some something else. Um, yeah. It's it's something that I can just, I can very clearly see many memories, uh, many different settings and scenes in my life and in my childhood. And uh, so, but that, but the album itself is just musically when you hear it, it's just beautiful. It's just, uh, it's got, you know, a rock, but very contemporary folk, uh, you know, kind of sounds. And there's some very soft songs and it is just those, those guys are absolutely uh, just wonderful musicians and they're very inspiring to me. So that would be the album if I had to pick one album and that's in general, if I had to pick one album to live with for the rest of my life, that would be the album. Like I could listen to it every day, all day. So that's it's amazing. Really important. Yeah. So rainy day music by uh, the Jayhawks. Yes. Oh, and then uh, to kind of like go back to something that we mentioned earlier and I just, I regret not asking it then. Um, when you were talking about your writing, and I don't know why I just like barely clicked right now. You said that it was like the past two years or year and a half that you really like went deep into your writing. Do you think have like going through the pandemic where it was just a lot of introspective moments where it's like you were kind of forced to deal with your own thoughts? Because I mean, like we all couldn't go out or anything like that for a while. Right. Do you think that played a factor in your writing? Yeah, yeah, it did definitely. It, it definitely did because uh, I mean, I think it, it. I think it caused us all um, to really come to a halt and stop and think about a lot of different things and the, think about the things that we wish we were doing. And uh, but it it did for me personally. It gave me nothing but time and. Uh, so I'm, I'm very grateful for it in a way, you know, I think, you know, there is a, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, that I think can relate and feel the same way, um, as writers, but yeah, it gave me a lot of time to, uh, to just say, and I'll, and I'll be honest with you, the writing that I'd done over the past months during that, it wasn't anything that I sat down and intentionally, uh, was looking for. It kind of just came to me, you know what I mean? So yeah, it did. It was, you know, it was, I think it was a very much needed time. That's amazing. So I'm like even more reason for me to look forward to the music that you put out and you've been putting out kind of like these little weekly snippets of your music so far, which I appreciate. Cause I know like the work that it goes behind, like having to set up record and like edit and just all, like, I can't imagine how many takes if there's takes. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's, there's plenty. I'll, I'll, I'll video something or record something, and I, I absolutely hate it. I'm like, yeah, it's, maybe it's not going to happen today, you know? <laughs> so there's definitely a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in the music and the art that you create. So again, to the listeners, like the link will be in the bio of this episode. Give a follow. You will not regret it. We walk 
throat, little Ran Ran. Can dance as I do, can dance as that do. What kind of bird? Open your throat, can dance as a crow. I don't do. The sound, the Sound the word, the word, the voice is heard.
And uh, like, I don't have any other questions for you other than what advice do you have for budding, uh, not musicians, but like artists? I, you know, it's kind of, it's difficult because, you know, for, for me myself, I feel like, and I feel like I will be for a long time, um, someone that is, is still, you know, growing and growing and growing because, you know, like you just said with the songwriting over the past few months, I felt like was a, another growth spurt for me. Um, I would say, I would say that try to, try to, try to write things as you feel them. And, um, I don't know. I, I think for me to, it's, it's tough because this, I, I really think really hard about this. If I had to give an artist advice I don't know. I think don't rush things because I think when you try too hard, it doesn't happen. Um, mm -hmm. I think you, it has to be a natural process. And I think for me, you know, like that's what's happened for me recently is I haven't sat down and, and tried anything. When I do try, it doesn't work. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, as far as advice goes, I don't really have anything. I don't have any like, uh, legendary sayings or anything that I that I have because I you know I don't have like a crap load of time in the industry myself but uh yeah. Yeah, I think 
it's not much a, as advice as much as just um, is just a really good knowledgeable thing is just just don't don't try too hard you know practice what you do and uh, you know make your your craft the way you do it the best you can um, and you know I mean there's there's no I think for me something I've realized is there's no rules there's no rule to how you sing, how you play guitar, drums, whatever instrument. Um, but do what you do the best you can. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's pretty much pretty much all I would have to say to, to anyone anyone you know upcoming. No, and I do have to agree. And to kind of like go back with what you had said, where it's like you know when you would sit down with your pops and you guys would like fresh or you would get frustrated and you would like leave the room or you know you just being able to pick up uh certain notes or like uh riffs just by ear it's more like finding what works for you type of deal like so whoever's listening it's like just finding what works for you and just going with that yeah yeah because i think you know when you try to uh you know and, and this is you know it's not off topic but I think when you do try to, um, and this is just for me personally, when you try to mimic or, or you're you're listening to to someone to your maybe your favorite band or, or someone, I think oftentimes you get in this mindset of, well, well, how can I create something that, that sounds like that or like them or or you know, and and I think what you come to realize is that you can mimic what they're doing all day long, but it. You know, to create something really great, it's not going to sound like anyone. It's going to sound like yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what I've learned over the past, you know, year, year and a half is uh, you just got to let it come out. And again, you know, I think the uh, the, the pandemic uh, luckily brought that out in me. Um, yeah. I was able to just find myself. No, definitely. Well, I appreciate all the time that you gave to the shack and to me. I'm out of questions for you. Um, I do want to say the door is open. If you ever want to come back and do another episode, you were an absolute pleasure. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me. All right. So tune in until next week, guys.